Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable 10-minute advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, and founder of Maximize Social Business, Neil Schaefer. Hey, this is Neil Schaefer, and welcome to another exciting episode of Maximize Your Social. I am here in the pure spirit of my travels around the world. I told you I'd be speaking to you from Vienna, Austria. I am actually have already left Vienna, Austria. I am in London. And if you remember the last time I was in London, I did an interview with Rachel Miller on this podcast about internal communications. One of the primary reasons for doing an interview in London is because I just love the accents of people here. So with that in mind, I have brought together three amazing individuals that have agreed to invest their few hours, few pints of beer together with me in just sharing in the learning of social media and how we can all leverage it for our business. And that's why you are listening to this podcast and that's why I want to add value to your life. So let's begin. Around me I have three people. Two are from London. Well, okay, one is from London, one is from Malaysia, one is from Brighton, or should I say Lode? Hope, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Say that, Neil. I'm pretty sure that's where he's from. No. He's from. That's right, Neil. That's where I'm from. Thank you. No. These are the same people who brought me ales, even though I asked for a lager. So who do you believe on this podcast? Okay. I'm going to go around the room here. No, we're not just having fun here. This really is for your education. I'm going to get back to that point. But we're in London. And these three people are people that I met through social media. And I think it's important that as businesses that we use social media and we forget that we're engaging with actual people. And when we make a person-to-person, a human-to-human connection, the most amazing things, the most amazing ales that you would have never imagined drinking if you thought they were laggers, the stories, the education, the connections you make are amazing. So I'm going to begin with Alex. Alex, this is not the first time meeting. This is the second time meeting. You met me when I spoke at iStrategy in London. Introduce yourself and tell me about your intersection with social media. So I'm Alex. I'm at Congleton. I live in Hove, actually, in the UK. That's in Brighton, isn't it? (laughs) Close to Brighton. Yeah, Brighton's part of it. And uh, I met Neil online a couple of years ago, maybe three social media is a passion and you've got to love it and do it and live it and make keep it real otherwise it's just too much of a hard sell so well we'll get we'll get the hard sells later in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but you work in the hospitality industry That's right. in operations and in management and how did you get started with social media and although we all have a passion how has it helped you in your everyday business Okay, so I was opening a hotel in my last job, and uh, I wasn't on Facebook, I wasn't on Twitter, wasn't on Google Plus or anything really, um, except my CV on LinkedIn at the time. And I asked my sales marketing director if I should do it, and she said I had to because that was the thing to do for marketing. So I joined everything on the same day and started, and uh, got thoroughly addicted. And now fill all my extra little times on the train, on the tube, in the lift, waiting for things on social media, sharing and caring, hopefully. So I know that you've made amazing personal connections through social media. 
do you think it's affected your business at all? Your professional life has it added to it in any way? Definitely. In fact, when I joined my most recent company, I had them rewrite the contract so that I was allowed to go onto social media because it was very distinctly written in there that I wasn't until I changed it. And since then, I, yeah, I raised hellfire, basically. I'm connected up with all my clients and I talk to them quite frequently and quite often I find out I'm talking to my client's boss's boss without even realizing it. And that's quite good fun when you have conversations like that innocently online. Well, thank you, Alex. I'm going to move on. And actually, so I was in Vienna speaking at the Uber All Conference. I just sort of threw it out there that, hey, I'm going to be in London after returning from Vienna. Let's get together. And there was an amazing woman that is sitting across from me who answered my call, who we, we knew each other on social media but didn't really know each other. But she took the initiative to get tonight together. And that is Liz. Liz, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself, but she has some amazing stories to tell. Okay, so my name is Liz Azian, and my job is I help people who have a message and have a purpose in their business and in their lives. I help them to become famous using social media. And this is because I've had my own life change because of the stuff that I've been doing on social media. So the story is I was a research student doing my PhD in social media and government. And I had hit a wall because I couldn't get enough participants to participate in my research. And you know, without participants, you pretty much don't have any research. <laughs> so what I did was I went on Twitter, I followed 15 people, and that I still have the names of these people to this day. That's how I started. And I started to just connect with them because these were the people I identified who were working around social media and government. So I started blogging as well, and I started tweeting the links to my blogs. And the blogs were all about my research, about me learning, about social media and government, and just engaging with that community. And from 15 people, it grew into like a thousand people. And in and all this time, my Twitter was on private, by the way, which is miraculous that I could have built a reputation around it. So it was such a life-changing experience that I've had the opportunity to not, in 2008 and 2009, I got paid to tweet at events when social media wasn't even a job yet. I got paid to blog when nobody actually knew what that meant. <laughs> But people knew that there was value in me being there and talking about it and just sending out that message about why social media was important for government. So from there, I actually then went from tweeting to blogging to getting asked to speak at events, and I became the thought leader and almost, you know, it's kind of weird. A research student is telling the government how to do social media, and for me, that's just mind-boggling. And I got paid to do that too, by the way. So from all that, one day, I came to a crossroads whether I had to go home to Malaysia or stay in the country. And the only way for me to stay in the country was if I got a job. So I just tweeted to my community and said, guys, I need a job. If not, I have to go back. And what was really amazing was they all came together. They retweeted my tweet like hundreds of times, up to the point that somebody said to me, Liz, you got to put your Twitter on auto thank you because I kept saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for every retweet. Like even though I put lots of names in one of one tweet, I was still saying thank you so many times. So it, they even had a hashtag for it. It was called Keep Liz Local, and I I just like awesome. broke down in tears. <laughs> you can just imagine the you know the impact I had on me. I didn't realize 
that all this time I was sitting behind a screen, that people really knew who I was and was passionate about keeping me in the country. And uh, from there, somebody, said, somebody sent me a DM and said, Liz, why don't you put your blog as a company on LinkedIn and I'll write you a testimonial. And I'm like, gosh, I never thought of that because I don't have a company. He said, well, you are your brand, so I'll write you a testimonial. So I can't give you a job, but I'm sure someone will do when they see you know, what you can do. And from that one testimonial, I tweeted out, uh, I said thank you to this person for writing a testimonial. And then 28 other people followed suit and wrote me testimonials that were just amazing. And I literally cried for days. And that's just like, that's my life-changing moments with social media. And I got six offers for a job, by the way. And there were three very serious offers. And then it, it came down to one, which bizarrely came from someone who I connected to, like, in the beginning. Like, one of those 15 people that I originally followed. Wow. That was one of the person that hired me. Like, and... It was it was amazing. I just did not think that it would all come back to that list. So here I am today, having had that experience, and and oh yeah, by the way, because of that, I quit my PhD. I decided I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that I have made an impact in my research just by connecting with all these people, and I have made lifelong friends. And now I have these. Three more people here. Conrad Yo. <laughs> Neil Schaefer and Alex. Thank you so much for connecting us here, Neil, because if it's not because of you, we wouldn't be here today. And if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here today. Oh, it's a love fest. It's a love fest. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a message, just believe that if you put yourself out there, especially using social media, it's such a powerful medium. Just do it. Don't be afraid. And connect authentically with people because people will really give back to you in a way that you cannot even imagine. So that's my story. Teddy Makasi. Oh. <laughs> he just said that Malay. Yeah, I've spent my days in KL and Penang. Anyway, let's move on here. No, that's a, that's really a great story. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my thoughts till the end and give a wrap up summary. But you know what what Liz talks about and anyone that you've met, probably the people that you meet that are really passionate about social media, have had similar experiences in different ways. But it really is amazing when you live it yourself. And I think it's great that you're teaching others based on your own experience how they can share the same experience. You know, thank you again for organizing this. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the gentleman in the hat next to me. Now, Conrad with a K. I'm going to let him introduce himself. But this is a gentleman who, out of the blue, I started getting all these tweets. He's looking at me like, don't make fun of me. And I'm not making fun of him. But we all use social media differently. And this is a gentleman who clearly had done his homework and said, these are the people that I want to engage with. And he was very engaging. And sometimes you get like follow Fridays, you get these random tweets or I, I get people that just tweet links to me hoping that I'll click on them. It's like, you know, what are you thinking? But it's like, hey, I'm just getting started in blogging or on Twitter. What do you think about this? You know, very, very educated questions related to social media that were sent out to relevant people. And since then, I've actually developed a relationship with Comrade online and we had the chance to meet for the first time day in person, which has been awesome. 
So, I'll let you introduce yourself first, and then we'll get on to my question. I know you have a lot to say. First of all, Neil, I appreciate the fact that you have instigated this podcast after we've had several pints in the <laughs> pub, when I'm at my most eloquent for my first ever podcast, so uh, thanks for that. And um, I will introduce myself. My name's Conrad. I run a small, talented group of copywriters called The Creative Copywriter, here in London. I wear a hat and I'm quite obsessive about wearing a hat. I'm kind of an old school typewriter hat kind of kind of guy. That's part of my branding. We're talking about social media. So I literally, I'm a newbie to social media. I'm not an old hand at the game like some of these guys here at, at, the, at the table. I started my business about four or five years ago, but based on old school SEO techniques, which have kind of changed and only just got into social media about six months ago. I've been told I'm a little bit aggressive with my techniques. I like to think cheeky was the word I was going for, but apparently yeah, apparently these Americans can't really handle it. They, they love it, they but they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't handle the truth. They can't <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> And um, I, occasionally, when I'm uh, annoyed, I say things like "Cor blimey" and uh, "Governor" and and other such English phrases from a hundred years ago. Apart from that, that's pretty much me. I think Neil is going to ask me a couple of genuine questions, genuinely difficult questions. I'm going to attempt to answer them. And hopefully this part will be cut out of the podcast, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> None of this is cut out, because as you know, social media is all about being authentic, organic, and if you've had a few pints in you, you've had a few pints in you, because we're in London, we're in a pub, it's a Friday night, and we're celebrating life, so it's all good. So, Conrad, I know that your business is copywriting, so I just wanted to ask you, because there's an educational aspect of this podcast, which... It's easy to forget about after a few pints. But I wanted to ask your advice for everyone who's listening. I know you do a lot of blogging. You do a lot of copywriting. So in terms of blogging, in terms of what I would call, and, and Maximize Social Business has a category called social media writing, what would you say are some tips that people can do to help improve their own blogging, their own tweeting, their own Facebook posts that you can give to everybody right now? Okay, so I think, first of all, one of the most important thing is, is branding. And, you know, copy is part of branding. And getting the right tone of voice is, is very, very important. And if you want to, whatever business you're in, there are thousands and possibly millions of other businesses out there that you're competing with. And if you want to position yourself as, you know, unique someone, a unique business in the industry, the tone of voice is part of that. And... And part of branding is consistency. So that tone of voice, you know, you need to roll that over all of your collateral. That includes, you know, your website copy, social media, brochures, everything. Every, every kind of, every touch point that, you, that a client could possibly engage with you, you need to have that same tone of voice. And if you really establish yourself as uh, something unique, and if you, the, you know, the foundations, I think the foundations are really, really important. Um, as in getting that branding right from the start and if you your copy basically it needs to it needs to tell people why you're different in in every paragraph they they should be able to read 
one paragraph of your copy, whether it's in social media, whether it's on your website, whether it's on your blog, they should be able to look at that paragraph and know exactly what you're about as a company and and they should be able to tell that's you oh that's so like the creative copyright that's so Neil Schaffer you know that's his branding um, and that's what really you know separates you in the vast internet and the competition that you know that, that we're all up against and I think one thing that I've done as kind of a representative of, my, of the creative copywriter with branding is even the image that you have you know it's really important the photo literally the gravatar the photo that you have I wear a hat, I talk about it a lot, I wear a hat, an old school hat, I've got a typewriter, it's black and white. In social media I think your profile picture is really important. What I've done, I've got a circular profile picture, it's in black and white, I wear a hat, purple outline, it's very different to everyone else. Isn't that I, old school? Yeah. Some say that it's pretty old school. Old school. Yeah. But the fact that I am here in London, and when I was in L.A., I reached out to Carmen and said, hey, when I'm in London, I'd love to meet with you. That is a sign that someone has the right branding, the right content, and he's someone that if you're curious as to what well-branded content looks like, you should look at his website, his blog. And that URL is? www.creative-copywriter.net slash blog. Check it out. Damn, that's a long URL. Okay. Yeah. That was so old school. I couldn't even say old school. So, what does this all mean to you, the listener? The whole idea about this is that social media is real, and these are the types of people that you can be meeting in social media. And as a business, I was on a webinar a few weeks ago. I don't know if you know about H2H and social media, or human to human and social media. And there are so many things that businesses we can be doing to engage with other people. Have you ever engaged with people as people rather than as objects of your marketing campaign or of your social media strategy? So I really present this podcast as a representation of what your business is potentially missing out of, of engaging with real people. I have so many people reach out to me as a quote-unquote influencer that in essence treat me as a commodity, one of 20, 30, 40 other influencers or so-called influencers that are out there. And when you treat people individually and you engage with them individually, you build a deep relationship. And that deep relationship, assuming that they are a fan of your company, can have obviously significant positive impact over time. So just remember that social media is about people, and I kept this one real. I'm about keeping these podcasts real. This is a portable IC recorder that I hold in my palm. Yes, we are drinking beer. We're in London. It's a Friday night. I reserve the right to drink beer. And if you were here, you'd want to be drinking beer too, right? Oh, yeah. That's really what it's all about. And remember, when you tweet, when you post on Facebook, you are on a global stage. So even though you may be intending for local, you get people from all around the world. Embrace that. And look at the opportunities you can be developing by embracing the global audience. As I never imagined that I'd be able to meet you twice, Alex, that Liz would reach out and say, hey, I'll organize something for you. 
or that Conrad would say, hey, I, I'd love to meet with you when you're in town. So this is what social media is all about. Remember, social media is made for people, not for businesses. Let's get back to our roots. The more roots you can get back to, the more people-to-people -people relationships you can build, the better it's going to be for your business. This is Neil Schaefer signing out from a random pub here in the... Well, we are in Kensington, aren't we? We're in the proper part of the nice... We're in the posh part of London, but that's not really part of my brand. So I'm going to say we're near Paddington Station, and that's it for today. Wherever you are in the world, I wish you the best of luck and make it a social day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Make it a social day.